This is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on? Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder. Is this on? Okay. Except saying, when are you going to have Ernie Salaya on the show? And lo and behold, sitting here with us in the studio, welcome Ernie Salaya. Thank you. Time has come today. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having me. Time has come. That's is that was something like a Rolling Stone song or something from Chambers Brothers. That's right. Very good. Very good. But I can hear that in the background. If we were any good at this stage, we'd be playing that right now. We're not. We're not. That's so good. good. And that is one of the, uh, it is an honor to be here. Thank you guys. Wow. It really is. No, it really is. I understand that. Uh, <laughs> Phil, you know, we, we've got dead uh, guests. Uh, I mean, we've had so many guests in here going way back. We had uh, traveling you know, comic Will Abels was on. Uh, Sam Narani from Texas was here. Pretty yeah. much uh, all, yeah. so many from uh, the local uh, scene. Stina Salito from uh, the Phoenix Stina, area. Dom we've had. Uh, and, of course, uh, Robert Mack now out of Virginia. But, uh, you know, one Tucson of uh, guy, Tucson's uh, fair here. Uh, here comics. for like 45 minutes and it was a great interview so right now we're going to take advantage of you ernie in so many ways yes. this evening oh, yeah. but in one way yeah. yeah you you know this was a mistake by the way ernie <laughs> <laughs> uh, notice none of the people talking about is this at our previous guests you know yeah, no that's true <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but really we uh we want to take advantage of the fact that you have been a comic in tucson for over 30 years even though you look Marvelous, darling. You look marvelous. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And we want to know what, what that comedy scene was like. We had so much rich information from Robert Mack. So we want you to first to verify, was he telling the truth? He was. And uh, <laughs> I agree with pretty much everything Robert Mack was saying. Uh, we have a lot of the same influences. We have uh, a lot of the same philosophy. And did, did you know Robert back in the day? Uh, I did not know him personally. Uh, one of his children went to a school, and a friend of mine said, hey, uh, he's uh, kind of a big deal. You should come to this uh, laugh show. So I did, and yeah, I love his... He's got really smart... Uh, Oh, yeah, he is uh, different, and he is unique, and he's really uh, uh, a national reputation, yeah. you know, a Comedy Central uh, dry bar mm -hmm. comedy yeah. special. And you say the kids uh, were in school together. Did you run into each other at the PTA meeting? No, this was uh, the teacher is a friend of ours. It's I like, see. Uh, I know Robert Mack. He's, you know, having a PTA meeting with him is just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's tremendous. And Ernie, uh, we want to know uh, all about your career. And uh, you are not a full-time comedian. No, You I do am. it as an avocation. No. You have a little fun here and there, and you have for decades. What, if, I, if we may ask, what is your occupation? Well, uh, I work at the landfill. I used to drive a garbage truck. Wow. And now I've been, uh, they actually sent me out there. They banished me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had too many little accidents, so they thought it was. Isn't that usually how you get to the landfill? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I've been out there uh, four years now, but I've been with the city of Tucson uh, going on 15. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Huh? Yeah. Wow. And you know, uh, we, we want to talk about how comedy has grown in Tucson, Absolutely. but how about, how about Tucson itself? I mean, you've really seen tremendous growth in this city. I have, and uh, there are so many more new venues now, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day, it was basically laughs. And then for a short while, there was a place called Tequila Mockingbird in Elkton. <laughs> and I, I went to that one a few times. Wow. A and I'm dating myself, but Evan Meekum was the governor at the time. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's yeah, pretty so controversial right yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Ernie, I was going to say, uh, the growth of Tucson, obviously a lot more garbage also. Absolutely, it never <laughs> stops. And that's true of the comedy community also. <laughs> a lot yeah. more garbage, I think, yeah, uh, than yeah, we used I've to do. I've become a professional yeah. on that. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I many, uh, right, right away. Well, and many seen? traced that to about 10 years ago when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a change in the garbage over yeah. the years? I mean, did it get more electronic stuff or more yeah, plastic? Uh, or more? How about that? Well, um, no, garbage is still garbage. <laughs> it still stinks and, <laughs> yeah. and it still has to be buried every day <laughs> do you but notice we got our quote for social media there you go how about uh, do you know where the comics live ernie is the comics garbage change <laughs> i gotta mention it yes. <laughs> uh, they don't need a lot usually. i can't divulge company yes uh, uh -huh. very sorry. good yeah. it's good to know that our our trash is confidential That's true, yeah. you know i i, the only I, thing I, it is, yeah. I moved it, here from chicago and i'll never forget that the transition into what they used to call <laughs> the blue bags uh -huh. where you had to uh, separate and put the plastics and glass in that. Yeah, we made it simple. It all goes in one blue bin, and uh, you don't have to separate it. Yes, although hopefully this didn't happen here as it did in Chicago or any. So a news group, I think it was, you know, News Radio 78 or something in Chicago, followed... <laughs> <laughs> the trash, oh. and they were throwing the blue bags in the same place where they were throwing oh, the, the, the other bags. So it's no. just us that we had to do the separating, but it never, but it ended up in the same they place. Un they unseparated. But that was Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here they have a separate recycling uh, facility. At yeah. Aho and Park, and uh, I live. I, I live. <laughs> right. Feels like I live <clears throat> at uh, Los Realis landfill. <laughs> The, the one thing I wanted to say, uh, if you didn't vote for Daly, your garbage didn't get picked up at all. So, you know, you had to follow the, you know, the, the game plan. Well, I'll tell you, as a colorblind American, I'm very happy yes, that we Dave. no longer have to have different colored bins and wow. bags now. How about that? Did those you little think, things there. Did you ever think about that discrimination, Ernie? No, no. You're but very woke, Ernie. Yes, uh, you wouldn't want to be running a recycle route on a windy day. It has like no weight. <laughs> oh boy, it's horrible. You spend you're chasing it all yeah. over the place. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It sounds like a, you know, like a like a Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah. Well, we're just making it sound exciting. It really wasn't. Uh huh. Well, you do. You you make uh, trash collection exciting. Uh, and I tell you, we are not here just to talk about your career in trash. <laughs> we want to talk about the wonderful mics that you run here in town. Not only are you a hilarious comedian yourself. Oh, well, thank you, sir. And an excellent host, I might say. I agree. Dave and I care a lot about hosting. Uh, you run. Now a couple of shows, but primarily you do an open mic at the Spark Collective. So tell us a little bit about your mic and also what is Spark what Collective? How did you get uh, involved Spark with them? Well, uh, Spark Collective is a nonprofit organization, and uh, they help support local causes. Uh, they help with autistic children. 
and they uh, they actually run a tattoo parlor in a different mm -hmm. uh, building. I didn't know that. I heard about them on uh, Facebook, so I went to their first open mic, and the fella, Chris Carlone, great guy, he'd never done comedy before, and I said, well, I've done it before. Would you like me to host tonight? And he said, sure. So I've been doing it uh, the last six times. Yeah, so I was there from the very oh, beginning. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that yeah. wasn't your plan. You wanted to start the show anyway. I was going to go up either way, but uh, he just gave the duties to me. I, I have no uh, real say in the days it's put on. Yeah, that's interesting. We, we, most of our, we do a Friday. pretty current calendar mm -hmm. uh -huh. of open mics, and maybe even some somewhere in today's show we'll go over the days of the week and the uh -huh. mics. So that's a little different about yours. It's a little more unpredictable as to the when. Correct, yeah. But you do a pretty good job, Ernie, uh, in the Tucson uh, comedy fans page, uh, the Tucson uh, community pages of promoting the show. Well, I try, and a lot of the comics going up are, are friends of mine I knew from Laughs and other places. Yeah. Uh, so it's always uh, a relief to have people show up. Yeah. We've had as few as like three Oh, well. And it was over. I was home by 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> they still got 10 minutes. Well, I'll say this, you know, it's not, I mean, uh, I think you set up, what, 20 chairs, something like that for that? Yeah, right about there. And maybe half or so are full, but you have more chairs, right? I hope we can we expand have more that. Chairs. Because I think, yeah. I think it's a great mic, uh, great atmosphere there. It's not a bar, but you can, there are beer. You can buy beer there, right? You buy beer? Right, and they're uh, pretty strict about the two-drink uh Maxi limit maximum yeah yeah well we don't like that so much yeah but <laughs> it is very nicely run uh, and and i must say it is you know you mentioned uh, 20 chairs maybe about half filled you know our audience are mostly comics we feel right, or yeah. people interested Certainly in that, comedy that, that spark, yeah. and they know that's not that small a crowd for an open mic no. but i will say about your mic early you actually do attract audience to the community mm -hmm. i try i i put the word out and uh i'll give them what I think is sufficient notice, yeah. but it, you know they'll say they'll come, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they just pop in. Yeah. So it's it's full of surprises. It's funny, you know. Dave and I have had the pleasure of doing your mic together a couple of times. I know, and yeah. And I look forward to your mic to try new material because unlike the mics where it's only other comics sitting out there, you know. Let's face it, myself included, you're, you're not always listening. You know, you're looking at your notes. Sure. And even if something's funny, you're more likely to go like, that's funny, yeah. instead of a laugh. But your audience is, I think, a good place to test new material, and you get a pretty good demographic of older, younger. Yes, yes, we do. We have kids, well, I'm going to call them kids, in their 20s. And, uh, yeah, we've had first-timers go up there, and we've had uh, touring comics. Uh, Matt Zemak, for instance. Oh, yeah, Matt was there. Yeah, was there uh, the uh, other yeah, night so with his new wife. Uh, they're engaged. Bottom, they're engaged. They're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you know. Well, I, uh, 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 I'm optimistic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> this is my impression of that and why that's one of the reasons it's a good venue is because it's not a bar. It's almost like a classroom in a way, but it has a, a nice little stage. Yes. It's very cozy and homey with Ernie's fire going but in the background. But did not uh, Matt Zemak <laughs> reveal that he had studied Taekwondo in that same uh, Space may, may have been years yeah, ago. May have been, and, yeah. And uh, I think because of you know you can really see the audience, and I think it really helps to connect with them. Oh yeah. And I also think that it's an early Friday show, and I think it's a great place for comics to go. And some of them were going on to other shows afterwards, but yeah. it's a nice early Friday show. Oh, I agree. Very appreciative, nice crowd there. 
Yeah, and the uh, from a comics perspective, Ernie, the ten minutes is a blessing. You know, to, yes. to, to stretch yeah. your legs a little bit, to, yeah. work on, you know, me, I, I think a bit as, oh, well, good, I can do my, my standard five, practice that, and then bring out some new stuff. Yeah, and, and it's a great place for that. It's actually a gallery and an event center. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know this at first, and I thought I would be competing with... Uh, Tattoo is in the back, mm. but no, that isn't the case. Um, <laughs> and, and they are, like I said, uh, very uh, community <laughs> Wait a driven. Minute. Who was it that was writing on my behind <laughs> out of the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's. Uh, by the way, I have to say there's no conflict of interest here, even though we're sponsored by Craycroft Tattoo Removal. Yes. So there's no conflict. Of yes. Yeah. That's, we, uh, they take them off. You guys. Uh, them off. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a public service, Dave. Yeah. You know, they sponsor the show. Yeah. They're not promoting uh, the tattoo well, removal. Yeah. You know. But yeah. if you need your tattoo removed, <laughs> yes. you have to say that's the place to go. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You know, we've all had that experience. Special that, you know. bulk prices if you're right. just like illustrated. You it's know. sometimes, you know, they, get, they sometimes they don't work out, right? When you right, get older, yeah. right? You know, uh, you know, uh, my ex-wife, if I could, if I could say, you know, when we were first dating in college, she got a tattoo of an eagle uh, on her breast. You know, it was very oh. exciting, very sexy. You know, of course. By the time we got divorced, it looked like a seagull. <laughs> oh. That's funny. You know Johnny Depp has... See, you don't laugh. You just say it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. That's funny. Yeah. It's we enjoyed that humor. Sad but true. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp uh, was uh, dating Winona Ryder at oh, that's the time. Right, yeah. Wow. And had the Winona tattoo, and they broke up. So I understand he just changed it to Wino. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Although that seems to say uh, magazine. which may have been more accurate in the first place. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. that that seems to be a uh, a trending group uh, women who dated Johnny Depp lately. <laughs> Oh. Well, you know, I, I actually was somewhat prepared for this podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I've been married 25 years. Wow. And my wife and I, uh, I have Mondays and Tuesdays off. So we'll go in the backyard and pretend we're actually on a podcast. Oh, wow. Well, uh, excited. Who's the host of that? Uh, uh, I am, of course. So we call it a fraudcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no cameras, no recordings, but it, our neighbors are somewhat amused by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what do you, what do you, what do you usually what do you cover? Topics? Topics? Oh, uh, anything from dating advice and how to slice an avocado without losing a finger. Wow, that's or if you yeah. lose a finger, how to you know mix, mix it, it into the finger? How to convert the base nine? I think that kind uh, of that's yeah. the Alcharo secret. Yep. I think yeah. <laughs> those topics sound better than high protein, yeah. right? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, and and you, how long is your podcast? Is it available? <laughs> uh, no, well, it's only to neighbors. My wife, she says, ask them how we do it. I, I'm like, well. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it can, right now, yeah. it's fun just to pretend. Uh, a, a chance for us, Dave, to promote our one sponsor, Anchor. Anchor, that's right. Yeah, yeah. pop the Anchor ad in right yeah. there. Yeah. That, would, that would be the so. spot. They are the sponsor. The, tri the trick uh, isn't doing uh, a podcast because it's not that difficult. The trick is getting anyone to listen to it. Probably your neighbors are a larger audience than we have week to week. Quite possibly. Not with an Ernie Salai on the show. Well, now, well, it's a big, big, you know, this big is rating spike expecting. today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, it's a Christmas tree. Well, the step aside. Yeah, this is Ernie Salaya. There's, yeah. there's a lot of things vying for attention. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, an actual radio station, that's something, that's guys. Right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. We're loving it. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it. Our good this. friends. And, uh, and, and as we mentioned in the Facebook notice on our ITO page, we stream live here at K Makers. So it is not only available outside of just the reach of the broadcast of this station, but anywhere around the world, yeah. live. You can tune in via the... And even uh, given our age, Phil, our yeah. stream is just as strong as, as yes. anyone else's. Yes, that's the only way we were able to say that, Dave. Uh, that was one of the attractions <laughs> Wait, to getting there. us on here. Yeah. The they said it would improve our stream. Yeah. We misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we misunderstood. We're working at that, though. Yeah, yeah working at we that. Are. We are. Practice. We practice in the alley. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Yes, I think you can, I, we can both relate to this, but you did like you did comedy, and I, it kind of sounds like you kind of did it like I did like three years, and then there was like a, I had like a 25-year hiatus and then got back into it. But that, then you had to adapt to being a host. So tell us how all that was. Tell us about that whole thing. Well, the thing I love about being a host is that I get to practice my jokes and just start feeling at ease with the audience. Like I said, I probably have only done it maybe 40 times, I would guess. And so I'm not real comfortable up there. I, I try to be. But... Uh, it just varies you know sometimes I remember everything and as you well know you probably forget half the stuff you plan to say or mm -hmm. you know they'll tell you oh we'll cut it a little bit short so yeah it's it's an interesting process uh, but I do like hosting I, I, I like uh, I like just keeping the show going and keeping that good energy going yeah there's a lot to that to Oh, they're talking is. to the comics and making sure they're they're ready and they feel good. You know, it's like you're you're kind of a coach. You're kind of, uh, you know. I, I agree. I I was going to say one thing. I I I like that you do, Ernie, as a host. Is you stay in the moment. You're going to make a comment based on something a com a comic said just before you, and that's that's the secret of good hosting, really. Yeah, I, I I'm learning as I go, but it's very enjoyable and. Uh, uh, I think they pay me in beer now and then. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a labor of love, really. And Ernie, when you uh, are up there not hosting, you have a pretty definitive style. You you lean a little bit toward puns in your humor. You're sort of a wordsmith. Uh, yeah, uh, here's where uh, Robert Mack and I uh, have a lot of similarities. Uh, I will keep it clean. Uh, I don't really have to adjust uh, what I say to any situation I think mm -hmm. it, it pretty much fits and honestly I like my uh, granddaughter Maya hello yeah hello Maya yeah. welcome to ICO uh, my uh, when I film it I'll send it to my daughter in Idaho and she'll show it to my granddaughter so I don't want her having to explain you know bodily functions oh. and things oh, like that okay. yeah. and I think it's a bit more of a challenge trying to keep it clean you know so when no, you send absolutely. her this tape you just it's just you you don't do the other comics acts oh, which no. are probably not uh, good, so Dave good. and I you took us out yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's just me I, you know, like uh, any comic I'm self-absorbed and does she give you some good feedback oh yeah yeah I did a bit about uh, I was at the mall and I was attacked by some crazy bread so I'm taking <laughs> it to, to food court and my uh, my daughter Nicole says yeah Maya's running around here help I'm being attacked by crazy bread very good you get a laugh yeah yeah good good that's a tough crowd the people in the mall <laughs> she, she rated him three juice boxes <laughs> yeah. I bet you can't get higher than that food court, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely well it's been great talking to you Ernie you before we before we let you go yes sir uh, I wanted to say uh, your comedy is a little bit unique 
And sadly, and we wanted to include you in this discussion because you're a veteran comic and, and, and just a good human being, we sadly lost uh, a great comic over the last uh, couple of days, really, and that is Gilbert Gottfried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're all heartbroken. Uh, this is the message that the family posted. We are all heartbroken to announce the passing of our beloved Gilbert Gottfried after a long illness. In addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Although today is a sad day for us all, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor. Yeah, I, how about you, Ernie? Did, did Gilbert make you laugh? Um, you know, I can't recall a single joke he ever told, <laughs> uh -huh. and he wasn't a major influence on not me. Not even the dirty one. The, the, you know, uh, not even the famous the dirty, dirty one in the uh, aristocrats. aristocrats. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, you're going to Google I that. I miss that. You're yeah, Google yeah. that when you get home. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I I admire anybody that you know makes a living entertaining people. And Gilbert, just like other comics, it's not always your cup of tea. There's yeah. people that won't like me for whatever reason, you know. No. You know, we were chatting no. a little bit before we came on, Dave and, and and Ernie and I, and we were talking about. Gilbert's work, and I imagine with a granddaughter, you're very familiar with his work in animated films. Absolutely, yeah. He's, he's great. just great. The parent, of course, uh, in Aladdin. There's no mistake in that voice. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Rest and if you do Gilbert. nothing but that, that's not a bad career. Yeah. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. yeah. He seemed also uh, to be a comics comic. When you're seeing these well, uh, what I'd say, I, I, comedian I, I, comments, I got a few it. notes about Gilbert, Go ahead, Dave. And, I, and what I want to say was that uh, he was like to me, he was almost a throwback to some of the older school comics. In that, whenever he was anywhere, because you didn't know him from a sitcom or a TV show, he was briefly on SNL. He didn't do movies. Right. And I'm sure he did stand-up specials, but you didn't really have people talking about Gilbert Gottfried's stand-up. <clears throat> excuse me, stand-up specials the way they do other. But it's that he had that persona, and he was always that persona. Whenever he came on a talk show, whenever he was anywhere, like, uh, you know, other comics that would come on, like Rodney Dangerfield, always yeah. in character. Uh, I would say, Dave, where he really became a fixture and his popularity grew was in the roast scene. The roast, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a classic, uh, you know, participant in the, uh, in and the, the roast. And the uh, uh, event you were referring to was... Uh, in case anybody didn't know, and, and in case anybody doesn't know, it was right after 9-11, and yes. there was some sort of an event, or I don't know if it was a roast or a benefit or something, and very somber, horrible mood to have something like that. And I, I think he made a hijacking joke, <laughs> and the place was already pretty dismal, and it really was like, uh, and so he goes, what the hell? And he went into the famous joke that was mostly known just to comics up to that point, mm -hmm. aristocrats, the yes. aristocrat joke. And, uh, we can only reference it here. Right, and Ernie's yeah. going to Google it when he gets back and take yeah, a look absolutely. at it. But, but yeah. it just broke the place down because it was just so inappropriate that right. it just kind of shattered all of the gloom and the despair. Inappropriate is a pretty good tag line for his comedy. Yeah. There's another famous thing. I, I was familiar with it, but I saw it referenced you know, with all the news about him. And he does a reading, and I'll uh, urge people to look at uh, You can find it on YouTube. Just... Google Gilbert Gottfried YouTube, and he does a reading, you know, in that great 
voice of his of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> and it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's, so if you that's, want a little bit of it and a little bit of the fingernails yeah. on the blackboard <laughs> that, that comedy makes, of Gilbert That Godfrey. makes it Fifty One Shades, yeah, I think. Right. When the, and yeah. <clears throat> So, Ernie, thanks for sharing. Just before you go, though, a couple of more memories, if you would, of those early days around the Tucson scene. So where, when you were, let's say, maybe dating your wife, uh, where would you go to see comedy? What was it like? Well, uh, laughs was pretty much the old... And what are we talking about? What years? We're talking uh, early 80s, yeah. I'm going to say. Okay. Unless they were headlining at the music hall or, you know... The, the Tucson TCC. Music Hall. Steve Martin, I enjoyed oh, seeing. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. And then uh, seeing, like, Emo Phillips at Laughs Emo. was... I, I like these clever word guys. Uh, and Not that I do every routine trying to get a pun in there, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's just... A fun Emo thing Phillips, for me. by the way, uh, a graduate of the same college that I went to. Is that right? University of Illinois oh, yeah. at Chicago. He was... Uh, a comic then. We knew he was a comic, and he was appearing at, like, Zanies and stuff back uh -huh. then. He was very popular. I'm not going to call him a friend, but I was aware of him. Right. Yeah, and I would uh, YouTube him, uh, you people out there. Emo Phillips, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's yeah. Just Another one with a very odd voice. Different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of weird. Ernie, <laughs> <laughs> right, do you do some impressions? I do a few, yeah. Come on. Uh, I'm not really a people person. <laughs> I never said we were better than Jesus. <laughs> wow. Paul McCartney. Uh, we Sean Connery. Do we, we have dueling Connery? Uh, how about we get Sean Connery and Paul McCartney on the same show? Love. I can't say it, but there's a funny meme yeah. about uh, Sean Connery and his favorite uh, uh, scent in the bathroom. <laughs> it's oh, it's citrus. It's citrus, but yeah, the way he says it. Wow. I was told to keep it clean. <laughs> bring uh, bring that young Paul McCartney here, and I'll tell him one thing. Got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually uh, do voices on stage, but I have. Go well, you know, again, that's one of the nice things uh, about hosting is you can throw out stuff that you might not use in a set, but you can just say, eh, what the hell, it's in between comics. I'll just throw yeah. out a... a, a, a Voice, Ernie, before like uh, we say goodnight, uh, tell us about the show you have coming up, All Female Comics. Yeah, it's going to be a first. It's April 30th, and we're located at 4349 East Broadway. It's the Spark Project Collective. And uh, I just encourage you, if you've never done comedy, that'd be a good place to start. If you enjoy uh, listening to comedy, it's a good place to go. And it's always free. Uh, there are uh, beverages, and it's just a fun place. It's it's relaxed, and uh, right next door to a metaphysical shop. <laughs> so yes, I, 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 we get like kind Dave, of. Dave, you and I, we had a moment by the candles. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very very metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. It's like getting burned by that fake fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, they, he tries to keep it, uh, the Chris Carlone I'm referring to, Yeah, he tries to keep it in uh, like a positive space and, uh, you know, I, I think he's pulling it off. And they seem, I must say, very, very supportive of the comedy. And yeah. that's not always the case. No, and uh, as far as I know, they might actually lose money hosting these things. I see. Because they'll, they'll host different things, speed dating, uh, like I said, they're kind of out there so... Tarot card readings, things like that. You mm. yeah. probably have your aura cleaned at half price or something. I right. 
Right. Uh, uh, I got the nights confused, uh, the speed dating night, and I went there and I told jokes. I got a few laughs, no dates. <laughs> and, and how would you have done on regular speed dating nights? So? I yeah. think about the same. <laughs> yeah, they might want to try their uh, crack dating night. <laughs> they're they're going to go through all the drugs. <laughs> hey, Ernie, it has been a pleasure oh, to have you as a guest on Is That Odd. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we're so happy. Thanks to your granddaughter for listening. And I know you're, she's going to be on the podcast, or is she tuning into the stream? The stream. She's uh, Wow. I hope that all worked now. out well. Uh, she's what? How old is she? She's 10 right now. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. but your granddaughter also listens, right? You send her your part of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. How old is she? 10. <laughs> yeah. My, my daughter's 35. Oh, my okay. Granddaughter's oh, your granddaughter's 10. 10. All right. Yeah. Ernie, are you our, also... Our youngest uh, listener. I'm trying to determine our youngest listener. Oh, okay, yeah. Are you going to host <clears throat> uh, the women's show? I, I plan on it, yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, last time, tell us again the night. It will be April 30th. It starts at 7-ish. Yeah. And uh, we just... We encourage four, our four, female comedian listeners. Oh, and one thing I would like to mention, because I'm sure I'm not the only one this has happened to, there's Spark, where we perform, and then there's the Spark Tattoo Place, which is a little farther east on Broadway, correct? I have a yeah. sense of direction. Yeah, Their offices I've like. never been to, to that parlor, I'll, although I did go to one recently. My friend was getting a live, laugh, and lozenge or something, uh-huh. and I... <laughs> I don't know if this ever happens to you, but you forget a joke. You you come up with a great idea, but there's no pen or pencil around. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I was in that predicament, and I asked the tattoo guy if he had anything I'd write on. He said no, but I can give you a tattoo. <laughs> so I've got uh, cherry cola on my arm now. Wow. A reminder of a great joke that I forgot. I don't even know what you don't remember it anymore. Some people ask me what's the deal with the cherry coke. I said I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well that's too bad. Well we'll have to sit out a workshop and come up with a joke hey, for maybe you. Maybe go to your place. What, what was the name of the uh, tattoo removal? Oh uh, yeah, you got to no, go okay, to tattoo. My name is Fitz. You're listening to Is This On? on KMKR. You should get at least a discount yeah. for having yeah. been on the show. If you made a horrible mistake, they'll burn the hell out of it for you. That's their motto. That's right. Um, and that's so right. We've got who hasn't made a horrible I mistake? I imagine they're yeah. nice. They're not abrasive people, are they? Oh, no. no. They, Maybe they on Craycroft. They have There have been some complaints <laughs> on Craycroft Airlines uh, yeah. uh, about the staff. Uh, yeah. I hope no one's trying to get a discount just like. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, just take the arm. I'm not going to pay 40 Right. Right, but, but yeah. those were that was their flight from Afghanistan. They had a lot of problems. <laughs> had a lot of problems. Well, well, it's been an honor. Too early? Is it too soon for that? Pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ernie, so uh, great to have you. We will time. see you at your show. We always promote your shows on oh, Is This On. I know, and we will continue to do thank that even guys. after this visit. Well, <laughs> and I want to thank you guys for coming out to the show. People just, they eat it up. You know, just, you guys are like the... Uh, Smith straw, B. The straw the living, the living Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> those lozenges? <laughs> the, uh, Mike and Ike's? Yeah, good and plenty. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, good and plenty. plenty. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Although we, we, don't perf- we don't perform together, but we yeah. often are together. Yeah, and let me speak on behalf of the comics. It's great that you guys put out <laughs> the, uh, the word and just. Oh, the word. Uh, yes, yeah. That uh, it, there's a happening comedy scene yeah, here in Tucson, yeah. and 
I'm glad you guys. Uh, and you know, when we were there uh, over a couple of weeks' time, uh, you know, we had, they had you know some very accomplished comics like Needville, and uh, 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 Matt Z was there. Great comic, Tony. Oh yeah. was there. Was there. John, John was, there. was there. And then a lot of people trying it out. Like we saw that woman last week, whose name was Brandy something. Brandy Nicole. Brandy Nicole, and she Burgers. has barely been doing this. And I mean, you know, she was yeah, she's obviously uh, new at it, but nice manner. Uh, uh, very comfortable she seemed on stage and that's yeah, a great place for that developing that kind and of thing and already had 10 minutes and yeah. Had 10 minutes, yeah yeah she was uh, rather gifted yeah. yeah yeah you see all kinds here and that was wonderful and, you know it's, it's just there to so we can have some fun yeah. and have a laugh well Ernie you're a great asset to the Tucson oh, comedy you. scene uh, you were talking about our contributions and that's because the Tucson Comedy Alliance a sponsor of this program and they do such a great job of coordinating things around town I agree with you David I we always talk about the wonderful community we have here in Tucson oh, for comedy yeah. and uh, is it Linda Ray that runs the uh, uh, Linda you know is involved in, in yeah. uh, certainly a uh, primary role yep. yeah mm -hmm. a yeah. mentor for uh, I took a three-year hiatus so uh, the I remember Linda Ray from some of these open mics really uh, absolutely smart, oh Linda's great Ray wrote for of course in the Tucson yeah. Weekly yeah and she's a great but person yeah, and, and makes all of this really possible. She she had the idea. And I think it came out of actually a, a, another women's comedy event. Oh, the excellent. The Lady Ha Ha yeah, uh, show. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that was based on a meeting there that the, the idea for this radio show oh, came about. So Dave and I are just happy to be passengers on the train. We're just shepherds, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Or stewards or something. And now you join that list. Stewards. We're so happy to have you. Well, Thanks thank for you. coming out here. Phil, I'm going to walk him out now. Yeah, I do that. Now I flip the fan back on, and I'm just wondering if it's interfering. That's all right. I, I will countervail it with the hot air out of me, and who knows, it may rain <laughs> in here. <laughs> well, thank all you right. so much. We've got a couple of cold fronts meeting. Thank you, Ernie. Hey, you know, I'm going to talk about, we were talking about animated projects and uh, the great Gilbert Gottfried voice. Uh -huh. uh, I'm going to talk about a casting call coming up Ooh. for an animated series concept trailer. I'm trying to read this, Dave, while you are gone, <laughs> but you're standing here listening well, to it. Well, we like I'm going to run out of things to read, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to wind up doing my act and then everybody's going to be in trouble. <laughs> this is an animated uh, casting call looking for eight to ten characters all ages all genders all ethnicities are encouraged there is a negotiable compensation uh, no voiceover experience is needed credit and copy will be given in addition to any compensation if you're interested in finding out more about this uh, please contact the following email address or excuse me the following website WLTV.info at gmail.com. So, of course, it is an uh, email address. WLTV.info at gmail.com. For more information on a casting call for an animated trailer coming up. And I wanted to also, uh, as we're talking about uh, events happening around, uh, want to mention uh, we've been talking about festivals lately we had the great uh, visit with Joe Lowers of the World Series of Comedy remember that's going on later this month at their Phoenix satellite 
which is at the House of Comedy in Phoenix. We got a few Phoenix comics participating in that, and we wish them all very well in the effort. Uh, Mary Upchurch for one, uh, Sandra Risser for another, and probably others that I can't recall, but there are some two, uh, at least Phoenix comics participating in the World Series of Comedy. I wanted to mention, and as Dave rejoins us, hello. Hey Dave, I want to tell you about the uh, submissions are now open for the Omaha, Omaha. Comedy Festival, Omaha. Uh, submissions are open. The festival headliners are going to include Amber Ruffin, hmm. Mom So Hard, and Kevin McDonald. It occurs, Dave, September 1st through the 4th in, they call it, sunny Omaha, Nebraska. I wanted to mention this one also because it's a little bit less costly than some we've been uh -huh. seeing. Uh, this is a $15 submission, and that's pretty that's reasonable pretty good. Yeah, yeah. for a uh, festival. Generally, you need to have a good five-minute audition tape uh -huh. that looks good, sounds good. Uh, there's uh, not too much over five minutes because they'll disqualify on these. Are so you going to? Uh, are you going to submit? I think I am going yeah, to submit. I, too. I got 15 bucks. Yeah, you know. What the heck? Uh, that's and, that's uh, why the so that's probably Labor Day weekend. It'll probably be a lot of fun to be yeah. in. You know. All-American all town like Omaha at a comedy festival. And maybe meet uh, Amber Ruffin and Kevin great. McDonald. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with Mom So Hard. It's, it sounds like a rapper maybe or something. Don't know. Don't know. Not going to hazard a guess on that one. I will put the link, Dave, in the notes of the podcast mm -hmm. uh, for this show. The Omaha Comedy how far, Festival. How far a trip is Omaha from here, do you think? Boy, I'm going to guess uh, at least 1,500 miles, hey. I would think. I'm picturing it about halfway to Chicago. Yeah, Which you're is probably about right. Wow, that's a long way to go. Yeah. Long way to go, but there's a lot of cheap flights. Road trip, Dave, could be tremendous fun. I, don't, I can't handle three days in the car. But we like to keep folks informed, Dave, about shows that are coming up, like Ernie's show mm -hmm. later this month, uh, festival opportunities. We mentioned World Series of Comedy uh, going on at uh, House of Comedy in Phoenix, the current satellite, later this month. And, uh, Dave, there are always special days every month. Every month has special days. What did you find out about Well, we have uh, a few April. things on April here. And, you know, uh, Ernie, Ernie walked out with the only reading glasses here, so I'm going to be struggling a little bit. But uh, I believe I have a pair. Oh, oh, my gosh. Go ahead. This uh, is why we work so well together, Phil. Try these. Oh, thank you. Oh, got them. Um, yeah, special days in, oh, special days in April. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, you know, I'm a big, uh, Phil, you know, I'm a big country music fan, uh, classic country music. Sure do. <laughs> and, and I just was noticing, because uh, I kept uh, seeing things on Facebook, the, these are the country artists that have birthdays this month, Phil. Oh. Listen, to it's like a Hall of Fame here. Haggard, Merle Haggard, Loretta Lynn, Willie Nelson, going to turn 89 at the end of the month. Holy moly. Uh, the great Bobby Bear, I don't know if you know Bobby Bear, great singer. Uh, Roy Clark of Hee Haw, Glenn Campbell. Yeah, and these are all, away. all in all in April, and that's uh, those are really some of the top notch that is, uh, country folks. Quite amazing. Uh, but also we have uh, special days. Uh, Phil, it is April, and you know April is uh, April 9th was the day they signed the uh, surrender at uh, Appomattox and to end uh, the Civil War back in 1865. Wow. Any any thoughts on that? Any? Uh, uh, well, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Did Putin start that one too, Dave? <laughs> no. <laughs> Phil, Hillary. Yeah. Hillary did everything. I had, I had by the way, I had the under on 100 years <laughs> for that war, Dave. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, Lincoln. <laughs> That's money you lost then. Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln was assassinated on April fifteenth. That's coming up on Friday. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, John Wilkes Booth, his assassin. Uh, everyone knows his last words. Well, his last public words. Uh, Booth, as he leapt from the balcony, uh, sick semper tyrannis, thus always to tyrants. If he had shot Lincoln. Few people know the his second to last thing that he uttered in public, which was, "I said down in front." <laughs> That's what he said there. Okay, uh, what do we have here? Oh, uh, April 23rd is Shakespeare's birthday, William Shakespeare. You're, f you're familiar? Uh, <laughs> Did you have a favorite Shakespeare play over the years? Wow. Sonic? Uh, I... I I love uh, Shakespearean plays. Twelfth Night, I mm. always thought mm -hmm. was a fantastic play. King Lear, yeah, a favorite of mine. Yeah, I've always liked King Lear. And, you know, as as I get older, yeah, yeah, it's easier to find things. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> it's, and uh, it's very, very how prophetic and uh, history repeating itself. Uh, Shakespearean plays uh, alert us to. You mean like a leader of a country who's lost his mind, that kind of thing? Are you saying, is that your suggestion? <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, that came, uh, a lot of references back in the day of uh, Nixon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to King Lear, much, yeah, early yeah. on, the two yeah. daughters. To, uh, yeah. And there was, a, there was a play written about uh, the Nixon uh, scandals called McBird. Oh, When oh, LBJ came in and it was Lady Bird and all that, and it was wow, McBird. No, yeah. uh, I Think it's are you Jules Pfeiffer may have wow. written that I'm not well, sure he's, maybe. he's the sort um, of uh, so that was it with Shakespeare. Can we look forward to a scene from that. I, well, I might work something up. Yeah, there will something later on. Uh, April twentieth is not only four twenty, which we all celebrate every year. You might want to head out to Harambe's on four twenty. I had a an incident at a four twenty party at Dom DeTola's house a few years ago, which I've gone into before, and I'll skip it. That's here. right. <laughs> but uh, four twenty also happens to be the birthday of Adolf Hitler. Wow, know, Adolf Hitler. Of course. <laughs> any, any, any thoughts? This mark. <laughs> look, as, as Mel Brooks would say, look out, Holland and France. <laughs> what do you What do you think the Hitler birthday parties were like? Do you think they were uh, in the uh, bunker, Dave? You mean like the final? Well, when things were going a little better, maybe things were going better. Like a At Bachdesgarten, um, if I <laughs> if I have that right, would be a lovely place for a party, uh -huh. I think. Uh, I would say joyous. I think the Fuhrer Dave seemed to enjoy a party. Right, a sense of humor, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Maybe it, a rousing aim of uh, Tim the Pale on Rosenstein or something like sure. that? Maybe he'd come sure. Sure. He'd be, I would say, a very tough audience to do stand-up for. <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't laughing. <laughs> well, you hope, you, better keep, you hope they get a laugh You there. better keep moving there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, that was Hitler and... Uh, How many Jews, Dave, <laughs> does it take to put in a light bulb? <laughs> Uh, anyway, we do have that FCC thing to think about here. Can so. I do the other? Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Dave, and then I will continue that theme for you. You got a little more Hitler for us coming up? That's I think that's all I have. I, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, Gilbert, uh, but we can get back to that later. I have yeah. time to get into well, that. Well, I have a, a special day. You have a special day. In April for you okay. because we are ready to celebrate Passover Day. Oh, that's right, yes. And uh, because we're a comedy show, uh, I thought we needed some Passover humor. Yeah. Uh, so I will do the first one only as the Fuhrer, uh, since you, <laughs> okay. ladies and gentlemen. since you ask. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Passover weekend. We've got a great new comic here to do some jokes for you. Let's have a nice hand for Adolf Hitler. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> what do you call steaks ordered by ten Jews? Steaks ordered by ten Jews. Filet minion. 
Okay. <laughs> you, you sure you want to stop there? You want to stop there? No, you want me to keep going? God, come on. All right, Dave, you've gotten me into trouble many times. Right, so here we I go again. Tonight will be another one. Why should we have a Haggadah at Passover? Why do we have a Haggadah? So we can say the, the right words. <laughs> I, I think. What uh, do you call someone who derives pleasure from the bread of affliction? Bread of affliction? I don't know. A masochist. <laughs> All right. Okay. Don't forget to tip your raiders. All right, we'll have them killed. <laughs> all right, Adolf Hitler, everybody. Thank he'll, you. He'll be here all right. Okay. Hey, yeah. You remember, of course, that I'm thinking of the, uh, the, wasn't there a comic with the name of Vic Hitler? Vic Hitler, Vic Hitler, yeah. And where was that from, though? I thought. Was it Larry Sanders? I, I keep thinking it was like from a Barney Miller show or something where a guy showed up at his dinner. Well, we got to research that let's one. Let's count on our listeners, Dave. Yeah, Vic, who's Vic Hitler? Who what is, is Vic the Vic Hitler? Hitler reference? We'll Google it later, yeah, but. Yeah. If you can share that with us on our Is the Sound page. That reminds me of, if you remember when uh, when Tony, uh, Andy Kaufman was on Taxi. Yes. And he was always playing, you know, the Latka, the foreign man that he would do. And he got bored with that. And so that's when they kind of wrote in some split personalities. And one of them, he was a really super slick guy named uh, Vic Ferrari. Yes. And he was always uh, hitting on the women, et cetera. Like yes. That. Yeah. Yes. Dave, we'll leave with this last one, if I may. One more? I'll, I'll do this myself. As Phil. As Phil. If a doctor carries a black bag mm -hmm. and a plumber carries a toolbox, Dave, mm -hmm. what does a moyle carry? <laughs> a brisket. Oh. oh. My name is Katie Popiel of Red Herring Puppets. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR. Great. Oh, nice. so we end on a hungry, yeah, yeah. a hungry note. By the way, Dave, a food note, if I may. Remember, who was the wonderful one of our very earliest uh, "Is This On?" guests? Linda Ray introduced us to her. She's the food critic. Uh, by gosh, I'm so. It was on. It was on yes, our show. Yes, yes, one of our very first shows. We did an interview with her. Uh, I'm going to correct this for sure for food, next show, and I'm going to food put critic. It, no, I don't remember. Well, she was wonderful, and uh, she uh, suggested that we include, you know, news about food and that in our show as well. So I want to tell everybody, as a Chicagoan, mm. Tucson is about to have a new franchise. Now I know you may not light up at the word franchise, but this is a great franchise. I know. I know. Out of Chicago Portillo's, mm -hmm. Dave. Yeah. Uh, this is your, you know, hardening of the arteries drive through You know, this is, you know, Italian beef, your Chicago Polish sausage, hot dogs. Uh, my own suggestion would be the big beef, Dave. The big beef, okay. And we will go there to <coughs> celebrate. You know, perhaps we should record an Is This On? That'd show. be fun. At Portillo's. That'd be fun, and yeah. welcome yeah. them to the You know, I, uh, when I heard the news, and I, I knew of Portillo's because I have friends from Chicago, like you, and, uh, Mike Joseph, our friend, the guy, a guy I work with, and I immediately went right to you guys and said, Portillo's is coming here, and everybody reacted like it was, the war is over. It was so oh. great. Everybody was happy. In fact, I, I actually have a client 
who's out of town is from Chicago and uh, I've been you know trying to coax him into buying a house of course and uh, I immediately uh, emailed him I go hey here's another reason to move to Tucson we got a Portillo mm -hmm. so yeah so that's great yeah well we we uh like to keep people informed on great things happening in Tucson. I, the folks at Portillo's, Dave, could do worse than uh, become a sponsor on uh, That's Zero right, Craft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't mind if they catered our broadcast at all. Yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to them if they can understand us while we're eating our beef sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> at least you speak their language. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Well, Dave, we got about uh, 10 minutes left yeah. in the show, and I know you've done a little more uh, digging into some things that are related to the other great April event, and that's the start of the baseball season. That, well, that's right. Well, you I have a couple of things you well, want to talk I just about. had some thoughts I, uh, um, that uh, baseball season started, and I'm very happy, Phil, and I know you are too. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've always loved baseball, but, you know, I have to say, I don't, I don't mean to be morbid, but, you know, at the point of my life, I go, I don't know how many baseball seasons I have left. I mean, I really savor them now. You know, it's really, Absolutely. it's really like, you know. Where's this one going to go? What a great first week it's been. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, and the one thing, I, uh, why I brought this up with you was because last Friday when Max Scherzer was making his first start as a Met. Yes. And I was very excited about that. And the only place you could watch it was on Apple TV. One of the worst baseball broadcasts. <laughs> it was so annoying. Yeah. Uh, just It was just really badly done. You know, they're trying to find, they're trying to get another audience for baseball, but which I'm fine with, but... Yeah. They don't seem to understand the rhythms of the game that have to be there. They have, they're, gonna, they're always going to be part of the game, and they, they didn't really seem to be, you know. So you noticed some trends, some patterns in, in the, the broadcast? In, in their announcing, yeah, yeah. Well, for one thing, and this may have been something to do with the technical end of it, though. They weren't putting up graphics for the batter or the graphics we're used to that breaks down what they're doing. They would run on the quarter of the screen a little graphic, that, and everyone I've talked to says that they don't know why they did that. It's, it's nonsense, because it would say, like, with every pitch, it would change 57% chance of him getting on base, 43% chance of him getting on base. And it was, like, distracting. It doesn't really help you enjoy the game. And yeah. a lot of times I looked at the, at the stats, and I go, well, it can't possibly be accurate. It was like somebody had an 8% chance of getting on base. Well, nobody bats, you know, Well, we, have, uh, <laughs> we are in a current trend of statistical-driven yeah. yeah. decision-making. And in the same way, it, it, it's it's in football, it's in basketball. Uh, I always object, Dave, uh, in, during the football season, the voluminous statistics that you'll get, you know, in like uh, somewhere in Vegas at a sports book if you're looking for, you know, all the data that should help you make a decision. And then they'll say like, well, uh, you know, uh, the Bears, let's take a team that, typically is going to lose. <laughs> when the Bears play uh, Tampa Bay, the last time they played Tampa Bay, they they won and they scored 14 points and held Tampa Bay to 10 points. And then, okay, on paper that's correct, but that was the game that Tom Brady didn't play. Uh, that makes a right? difference. So yeah. they, statistics can yeah. cannot tell you the full picture. You know, yeah. there are... There are statistics and then there are lies. What is the, the saying, Dave? Lies and damn statistics? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> statistics, lies, and damn lies, I think was how it sounds. Sounds like something John McCain would but, say. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, you make, you make the point about that it's, it's very statistically based. And, uh, 
Uh, and I, and I, I kind of think that's too bad, even though I understand their importance, and I've certainly been following the statistics and all that. But, you know, uh, when you look at the early days of players elected to the Hall of Fame, a lot of times they didn't have great stats, but they still deserved to be there because they were so important to the team, they were popular with the fans, they had great clutch moments, and that's how they decided who was a Hall of Famer then. Now they look at, you know, where is he on this list, how many home runs did he hit, and all yeah. that. And, and I, 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 thought, I would like uh, a balance of that, Yeah. I thought uh, that that raised its head again for me years ago with the longevity record uh, right. that Cal Ripken set. Right. And that seemed to be, you know, the main reason for his entry into the mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. Well, mm -hmm. not that his statistics Well, he's very solid great. for a long time, yeah. But, I mean, I think longevity should be rewarded. It's tough to play a game like that for 20, 24 years like some. But here's the one thing, Phil. The one thing I would suggest. Harold Baines. <laughs> if you want, if they want to bring younger people and people who don't follow baseball, if they want to bring them in, there's one thing they can do, and it's going back to an old custom from the game, bench jockeying. Can you imagine you go to a baseball game and the, and the dugout, these guys are yelling at each other, insulting each other. People love that. They, what do you watch on TV? But people, you know, bitching at each other, real housewives, you know, sure. lot, online. Everybody, we're always conflicting now. We're always going, let's have those guys uh, be spewing some, some nasty burns. You're saying sort of, a, sort of a roast during Yeah, the, yeah. And just think of it, I mean. Just like, miking them up in the dugout. Yeah, well, and, and like rappers and stuff, would like they would, they would contribute, you know stuff for the guys to, to do. And, Wasn't and, that uh, sort of the part of the charm, Dave, let's say, of a Casey Stangle years ago? Leo DeRocher, Leo the Lip, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get like, I mean, you know, obviously when Jackie Robinson was there, there was all kinds of inappropriate, I get there, but just insulting people talking about their yeah. mother, their wife, their kids, that's okay. The, uh, right. She say like, they have Lester Maddox on the podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, maybe not, you know. <laughs> but for, for color commentary, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Dave, you noticed also like a trend in the broadcasters using different idioms? <clears throat> well, I was talking about uh, comedy memes. Is that what you're getting at here, Phil? Are we, are we crossing over two different... Uh, I think we might be. I, I thought you were alluding to uh, what they were saying during the broadcast as not being what you were used to hearing. Oh, yeah, because they weren't paying attention to the game, uh, although they won't be the first to do that, but they would go off on... It, it, was, it was a mess of a broadcast. I don't want to be late. Okay. Uh, they, they had, there was no, like, commanding anchor of the broadcast, so conversation just kind of drifted in and out. I there see. were two women doing the game. I don't have a problem with that, but their voices were too similar, and it was hard to tell who was talking. It's a classic radio we thing. We have certain expectations uh, in, in, in the flow of a broadcast, and I love... I love uh, Listening to the radio broadcasts from oh, out yeah. of town. Baseball is still the best, you, best game on radio. And, but Vince Scully, for example, was yeah. the master of taking a story that could be a long story and weaving it in and out, always keeping the game going but weaving it in and out. They didn't have any, not that anybody can be Vince Scully, but they didn't have that or even a sense that they should do that. They were just talking while action was happening, and that's not way to... Okay, well, we, we're all young ones, Dave, and <laughs> we need to learn. But You're right. I'm trying to be more zen, Phil. You're right. I got a little, you know, I got a little hot uh, in the car there, but it's baseball season. I get emotional. Of course. Of course. Uh, so far, Dave, you're enjoying the baseball season? Well, Mets are five and two, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. It's off to a great start. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we'll, we'll have to perhaps do a field trip uh, to, uh, to a Diamondbacks game. Chase Field, yeah. Or Absolutely. whatever it's called now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 it has a different name? I think it's Chase, but it used to be the Bob, remember? Bank One Ballpark, the Bob. And then that company changed. Now it's Chase it was absorbed by Chase. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay, very good. Uh, Dave, then, uh, I want to mention that uh, I am on a show uh, Friday night. 
I just saw that at, today, and I, am, I now have something to do on a Friday night. Yes, this is, uh, and it, it falls right on like Good Friday and Passover, so I think they were looking and Jackie I Robinson Day. the ad for uh, godless comedians. <laughs> we need an atheist I'll to be bounce, doing my to uh, Hitler. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, great. Okay. Uh, I think Hitler is hosting that show, yeah, Dave. No, yeah, Hitler, what, for all the atheists. What, uh, what goes on? better together than Hitler at Easter, Phil? That's really of course, real. Of course. And Passover, of course, you know. <laughs> Your so, mother's uh, going to give you such a zest. Yes. Hitler will be uh, dolloping out the chicken soup, Dave, at, uh, at Tim. But uh, I hope folks can make it out to that show. It's Friday night. I'm coming. At the Tucson Improv. I'll movement. be there. Yeah. Uh, you and I have both performed there. Rich Gary, another one of our great guests uh, uh-huh. here on ITO. He does such a great <clears> job over there. I think... Uh, if you don't mind, Dave, I'd like to mention the other comics on that show. I would show. love I that. I was going to ask you that, and I didn't want to catch you unawares so, uh, there. Well, while you're looking that yeah, up, thank you. While you're looking that up, I'll just mention that two weeks from tonight, we're planning to have another guest in studio, and that's going to be a local attorney and funny man, Elliot Glicksman, who okay. uh, we've uh, known for quite a while. And uh, Elliot uh, actually reached out to us and said, "Hey, how do who do I have to know to get on that show?" And uh, we're going to get him on and. Uh, we, you know, I hope other comics who want to be on the show let us know. Well, Elliot will will fit in so well, uh, following Robert Mack and Ernie Celaya in telling the story of the good old days mm-hmm. of comedy, yeah. which Elliot was certainly a big part of. Well, Elliot posted a photo of him. Uh, he opened for Gilbert Gottfried uh, thirty some years ago. That's right. So how timely? Uh, we hope <coughs> the end may be a little bit more insight. Unless I've scared uh, Elliot off with the uh, Hitler Passover jokes. Uh, we're really going to look forward to He'll having him in here. It'll be great. <laughs> well, he's an attorney. He may be in here to present me with some sort of papers as well. Dave, on the show, along with myself, Jonathan Reeves, our good friend Rebecca Fox, who I think was also at one of Ernie's shows that mm-hmm. we were at. Mm-hmm. Rory Montserrat. Rory, uh-huh. Valerie Vineyard. Do not know her. Do not also, and here's a fellow I, I have seen before at Tim, Vincent Dominguez. Yes, I've who seen I think him. is a school teacher. I saw him at at, uh, at uh, Unscrewed, I think, and he was very good. Yes, he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a, a spot I always enjoy. I find school teachers who get up and talk about their work in school always, I find, hilarious. Uh, and Vincent is very, very. Uh, who was the woman we saw? Was was that was that Nick, the one who was a math teacher? Monique Nick. Yeah. So you see it in different ways. She is a uh, teacher. I didn't know it was math. I thought she was a math teacher. Yeah. No, she was good. She's good. She's very funny, and I'm sure a very good math teacher. And she also does a show. You know, we should get her in here as well to talk about where she. It, it's not comedy. It's where she pairs like whiskeys with cupcakes. Am I right about this? Have you not seen this? That sounds familiar to me, but I think I'm thinking of another comic, though. Nick is very, she blonde. Yes. Very pretty. Very pretty. Maybe it was the same one. I think it's the same well, person. Well, I'm going to have to hang out and see. Well, we're going to have to have her on the show and talk okay, about we'll it. Well, no. And she's very funny. She's funny, yeah. And uh, we would love to have her. More importantly, when she met me, she said, I was funny, and that's all oh. I care about. That's all I care about. Not that she was young and blonde, <laughs> Well, it sounded better coming from her. But, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see you hopefully, Tim. we got to wrap it up here, Dave. Okay. Our thanks to the great Ernie Celaya. Ernie, Ernesto. And Dave, how about you? When is your next performance? Uh, my next performance is, uh, I don't know. I, you know, Phil, this is what I do. I just kind of prepare some stuff, and I go, I, I'm going to end up on 
on uh, Unscrewed After Dark or at Ernie's or at, at Tim and, you know, whatever comes up. I'm ready to go. Yes. Well, very good, Dave. Uh, we will look forward to certainly Ernie's next show, and, uh, you know, most likely you and I will be there. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, so that show. is going to be great fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we thank everybody for tuning in. Keep those comments coming in about ITO. We really love it. Our Facebook page is this on. And also you can check us out with our podcast, Is This On, through Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. For Dave Margolis, That's me. this is Phil Gordon for Is This On. You're tuned to KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Thank you and Thanks. good night. night. At the Steinfeld Warehouse, Tucson's oldest existing warehouse in the historic Warehouse Arts District, featuring the Steinfeld Gallery and Open Artist Studios, Untitled Gallery, Subspace, and Zero Craft. Located at 101 West 6th Street in downtown Tucson, visit SteinfeldWarehouse.org for more information and hours of operation. You're listening to 99.9 FM KMKR in Tucson, Arizona. It awakens the dream of a constant few. We in our lives relish art and live for the music. If you were to ask them how to find this path, they would return no answer. For the answer lies, the answer lies within you. So if the high tides and winds of creativity should blow your way, bless the day, for you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same again. It's a mighty cosmic plan. It's a mighty cosmic blue. We call it, we call it, we call it. <laughs>